Welcome to another edition of Pierre's Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Pierre Mel, and as always, it is so great to be with you guys. Listen, before we jump into today's episode, which is entitled Our Daily Bread, I want to remind you this is listener-supported radio, and so we need your help to continue to broadcast on this station in the stations around the world. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for your help. If you'd like to get involved with contributing, you can reach us at pierrespodcast.com where there you can find out more information about getting involved with being a sponsor and a partner with this ministry, our ministry forward to faith, where we continue to proclaim the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we continue to reach those who are lost. Okay, without further ado, we're going to jump to today's message. Again, the title is Our Daily Bread, Our Daily Bread. We'll be right back after this. years back, I can remember one day being in my kitchen wanting to make myself a cheeseburger. And I had made myself this cheeseburger with the grilled onions, the freshly crisp lettuce, and the perfectly ripe tomato. And I remember adding cheese to it, putting my mustard on it. Man, sounds so good right now. It's making me hungry already. I don't know about you, but I'm getting hungry just talking about it as I envision this. And I remember when I made this burger, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out. And so I remember saying to myself, I'm not going to eat this. Instead, I'm going to go buy me a cheeseburger. Quickly, the Holy Spirit checked me. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of situation before when you were going to do something because of dissatisfaction of the previous. But when the Holy Spirit has a way of challenging you and convicting you, he has a way of doing it to get your attention. And so I remember feeling this prick in my spirit, man, that pretty much gave an indication why would you go out and buy a cheeseburger and just waste money when you've already made one sitting right in front of you? And it's not as bad as you're acting like it is. And it made me think that particular day of something that was really important. The reality that God wants to provide for our needs. Look at what Matthew 6:11, the NLT version says. It says, give us today the food we need. Let me read that again. It's a simple passage, but so profound. Give us today the food we need. Now, if you know anything about the Lord's Prayer, that's coming from the Lord's Prayer, and it's a very powerful prayer in that Jesus is giving an indication to the disciples, this is how you need to pray. And so, So many times, I think, especially in our culture, in Western culture in America, we have this grand idea that we are our providers, that we take care of ourselves. 
somehow we just move God out the equation and we make it about us. Now, if you're not a follower of Christ, then I can understand that. But as a believer and a follower of Christ, you know that our total dependency is laid upon our Lord and Savior, that we put all our full confidence in him and not in the things of this world. So with that being said, when Jesus makes the statement to the disciples in terms of how they need to pray, he's saying really in so many words, hey, keep your prayer simple. That's the gist of it. Keep your prayer simple. Listen, the disciples would have been familiar with a Jewish prayer called the Quadish, a simple prayer but a prayer that wasn't like the pagan or the Gentile prayers that basically repeated themselves in repetition over and over and over again. Why is this? And this is simply because at the end of the day, we know that God our Father, He knows what we need. He's well aware of what we must have to be able to function correctly. Now, here's the beautiful thing about this simple prayer in verse 6 and 11. Give us today the food we need is a pure indication of not fulfilling our greeds. Listen carefully. This is point number one. Request God to supply our needs and not our greeds. That's the first point. Make a request to God to supply your needs and not your greeds. At the end of the day, God knows that you have certain desires and there's absolutely nothing wrong with the desires that you have. But make sure that your desires don't become prominent in your life, that you begin to elevate them in an idolatrous position, elevating them above God. See, let's be honest. A lot of times we really don't need that extra cup of coffee or that third donut. Or how about this one? that raise God has blessed you with, maybe you could use some of it to help those in need. See, really God wants you to become more dependent on the source, which is Him, right? And not on the substance, which is the things He supplies for us daily. I say it all the time, you may have heard me say it before, we have to be focused more so on the Creator and not the creation he's created, right? One of the most beautiful examples of this is when God supplied the needs of the Israelites in the wilderness, particularly the food. Remember it? Can you remember that? Well, maybe you don't know the story. Well, let me help you understand the gist of this story. Basically, the Israelites, they leave Egypt, and then they get into the wilderness, man, all three million of them. <laughs> yeah, you heard me correctly all three million of them. Theologians say somewhere in that ballpark, that number is correct. They don't know the exact amount, but we do know it was quite a few of them. It was definitely a few million without any question. So I'm not gonna put a stamp on it. I'm just going based on the information that's given to me. But long story short, here's the point. The millions that are out there are provided for by God. God supplies all of their daily needs. All of their daily needs. So when we read Matthew 6 and 11, again, listen to that point of what it's saying, what Jesus is teaching the disciples. Give us today, not any other day, just today, the food we need. See, we have to stop looking at things for tomorrow and things for the future to come and start being concerned about learning to be content 
with the things we need for today. So when we look at Exodus 16, 4, I'm going to read that and listen to what it says. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day, the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. Did you catch that? For that day, not any other day, just for that day. And then the Lord goes on to say, I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. Wow. Pretty prolific if you think about it. God wants to provide for your needs today. He's not concerned about any other day, just today. Man, we really got to learn contentment, don't we? This is a beautiful illustration of God taking care of all his people. See, the Lord knows we all need shelter to protect us from the elements. We all need food to keep us nourished for the day. And we all need clothes on our back to protect us from the cold. Jesus says in the parable about how God will take care of all our needs. Matthew 6 and 26 through 33. Look, look at what it says. It says, the birds, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all of his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. See, it isn't that God is saying you don't need things. Of course we need certain things. But what it's really saying is we must learn to put our full confidence and our full trust in our Lord and Savior, in our Father God. He's here to take care of all of our needs. Another point we must learn, we must learn how to be content. I love what Chuck Swindoll says. Listen to this. He says, will miscontentment if keeping rather than releasing becomes our objective. We too often love things and use people when we should be using things and loving people. We are most content when we're grateful for what we own, satisfied with what we make, and generous to those in need. My crown is in my heart, not on my head. My crown called content, a crown it is that seldom kings enjoy. Isn't that powerful? Think about that. Think about that. Are you content? Philippians 4, 11 and 13 says, 
Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. We must learn contentment. We must learn to be satisfied. Too many of us are not content. Proverbs 27 and 20 says, just as death and destruction are never satisfied, so human desire is never satisfied. Is your desire satisfied? Or do you find yourself restless, lack of contentment? You have it all, but you absolutely have nothing because you're always looking to get more. This is what the teacher is trying to express in this proverb. But look at what Ecclesiastes 2.11 says. It says, but as I look at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind, there was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. He who is not content with what he has would not be content with what he would like to have. The good life starts only when we stop wanting a better one. And the better one starts when we put God at the center of it. Well, we are out of time today, my dear friends. Thank you as always for joining us. I hope this message today was one that will allow you to Man, just check your heart. Really do an investigation and dissect your thoughts and your mind and your, your desires. Man, are you content? Are you happy? Are you at peace? Because if you're not, you must take the time to find it. And the only way you're going to find it is understanding our desire should be to look to God once our help comes from Well, with that being said, I have to remind you guys again, we are listener-supported radio. So for more information, go to peerspodcast.com, and there you can find out all the things that we do as it relates to the ministry. God bless you guys, and as always, you've been listening to Peers Podcast. Bye-bye.